0: I'm seven chakras episode 60.
1: The privilege of a lifetime is to be who you are. What I know for sure is that the real privilege is getting to use who you are to elevate the higher good of everybody else.
0: The seven chakras, swirling vortices of energy,
1: positioned throughout our body from the base of the spine to the crown of the head for thousands of years. This ancient wisdom has been passed on from master
0: to disciple. What are the functions of these energy centers? And could these chakras help you unlock your destiny and find your true purpose? Welcome to my seven chakras. And now your host, Aditya Jai Kumar. Kumar. So what's going on action takers AJ here and it is a beautiful morning here in Vancouver British Columbia and I feel so grateful because you are back once again to partake in this journey of epic proportions of knowing of waking up of claiming your power. But let me ask you this do you meditate on a regular basis. And if not, are you curious to know more about how it can benefit you? Now, everyone wants to meditate and enjoy the numerous benefits that come along with it. But many of us can't shake off the mental chatter. You know, we fall asleep or we can't focus. And in some cases, we, you know, we just can't find the time to practice. A few years back I had the same challenge until I came across what is known as binaural beats. That's right, it's it's a funny word, binaural beats. To put it simply, it's an audio that uses next generation sound technology called Ohm Harmonics developed by Mind Valley. I purchased many audios from these guys, so I can vouch that you when you listen to this sound, it feels like audio honey chocolate, along with some relaxation and bliss within minutes without any practice so to help you meditate our friends at mind valley have put together a special gift for you all you need is a pair of headphones and a few minutes and you be the judge listen to the audio and then you know you decide whether it's good for you or not how do you get the download go to my7chakras.com slash audio that's my s-e-v-e-n chakras.com slash a u d i o that's when you get the download and that's when you can take one more step towards your transformation and today i am stoked to bring you our featured guest vicky howie so vicky are you ready to inspire
1: absolutely
0: (laughs) awesome After Vicky Howie healed her own chronically weak root chakra in 2008, she created her Chakra Boosters healing tattoos now worn in 34 countries, a healing album called Chakra Love, her Chakra Abundance online course and the Chakra Life Cycle System. So Vicky, I've given our listeners a short intro, but fill in any gaps that I might have missed and tell us a little bit more about yourself.
1: Well, AJ, the only thing I have to add first is that we've added two countries since you did that, since I sent that wow. to you. <laughs> we've added Saudi <laughs> Arabia and the Czech Republic, which we recently had orders from. And um, there's so much that I'm doing right now. But the main thing is just to know that I'm doing it all around the chakra boosters and chakra boosters healing tattoos. Everything's an extension of that. And so I'm just kind of a chakra geek for this uh, for this time period
0: awesome i'm excited and here at my savage chakras we love quotes right and right on that's why we begin each episode with some magic we request our featured guest to share an inspirational quote so vicky what is your favorite inspirational quote and give us one example of how you apply this quote to your life
1: Okay, so this is a quote that I play a lot and um, it's from Oprah because she served a lot in her life and it's actually on video and I listened to it in the mornings and Hmm. it is the privilege of a lifetime is to be who you are. What I know for sure is that the real privilege is getting to use who you are to elevate the higher good of everybody else.
0: Mm -hmm. Beautiful. And how do you apply this quote to your life? particularly?
1: Well, I listen to it really regularly. We have it on Conscious Life News where I'm an editor and we actually have it as an entry there. And so I'll go there and I listen to it almost every day just to remind myself of, because when we serve something larger than ourselves, ironically, we get to be ourselves the most because we get out of our own way. So for me, that quote just keeps reminding me of my deeper purpose and lets me um, really go go in excited to each day.
0: Mm -hmm. That is a wonderful and profound quote, which states the privilege of a life is to be who you are. But more importantly, just than just being who you are, it's about using your skills, using your talents, using your strengths by not only being who you are, but also benefiting those around you. So listeners, take a minute to just think about what are your skills, what are your unique assets, your talents that you might have not yet realized right now. But a good way to realize what you're deeply passionate about is to go back in time, think about when you were a kid, what is that that one thing or those many things that you did as a kid and that you loved it beyond and without a doubt. And think about how that might be used that might be leveraged to benefit the community Around you. I can tell you for a fact that when I was a kid, I used to record my voice a lot (laughs) and I didn't really know whether it's going to be a career. But then later on, I did this small exercise where I went back to my childhood and I realized that I loved recording my voice. And (laughs) I, you know, uh, I'm benefiting the community as well because I am helping spread some good wisdom, some knowledge from those like you, Vicky, who have dedicated their lives to learning about these abundant ancient practices such as chakras. Now, Vicky, you've created the chakra boosters, healing tattoos, a chakra healing album, a chakra abundance course, and the chakra life cycle system. So it's obvious that you are an expert in the chakra system. Before we move on, for the benefit of our audience, what are chakra energies and how do they affect us in our daily lives?
1: Well, let me get on to that. But first, I want to say, and you have a beautiful voice. I'm sure everyone listening that can hear it. So that's why (laughs) I liked recording it even as a kid. (laughs) And rather than expert, I like to be a chakra geek because I don't ever want to make my subconscious Mm. think that I've arrived somewhere because there's this ongoing learning. I'm just a big learner. I love, love, love to learn. Okay. So chakra energies in general, let's just talk about in the midline of your body, you have energy that runs up and down from the sky to the earth and it energizes all of your being and connects your physical life to your spiritual life and vice versa. And along this, imagine you have seven major areas in your tailbone, your hips, your solar plexus, your heart, your throat, your third eye, which is in your brow and above your crown. And each one of these relates to different areas of your life. And they're like, have you ever been to New York and Macy's has that, has the turning um, doors. I'm not sure if they do anymore, but a lot of the stores have those big turning doors. Mm -hmm. That's what it's like every chakra is like a turning door that then invites things from the outside world energy from the outside world into your inner world and the stuff in your inner world back out to the outer world and as you learn to to balance each one of those doors in every area of your life you can take things in and put things out and everything starts to move and you're in what people call the flow so that's how i look at them
0: (laughs) Mm -hmm. so you mentioned that Each one of these energy centers relates to a different area of life. Right. And I love the analogy of the turning door because it helps us visualize Mm -hmm. just like those gigantic turning doors, which a lot of these uh, departmental stores and shopping malls do have even today. So they turn around and that's the way, you know, certain energies come into your body and exit it as well. It's a beautiful system. And uh you are the creator of the chakra boosters, healing tattoos. So firstly, how did you come up with the idea, and how do these tattoos work exactly? <laughs>
1: Okay, so as all uh, healer types, I started with my own problems, right? We, we almost always start by healing ourselves, and that's part of the shaman or healer's journey. And in doing that, some if you get caught in the idea, oh, I need to heal myself, it's a bad thing, Then then turn it around. Because really, needing to heal yourself, every healer begins with that story, okay? So if you're listening right now and you're like, oh, I got to heal myself, go for it and then realize it's that service again to share it with others, okay? Okay. So mine was the same. I, um, my dad died when I was one and my mother immediately became an alcoholic. So for me, root chakra, family tribe and safety as a child just was never there. So as I got older, I really strove to overachieve, but underneath there was no foundation. There was no soft place to land. And so I started showing all the symptoms of weak first chakra, money problems, career problems, moving all the time, knee problems, feet problems, bowel problems. I mean, I'm naming most of the problems of Root chakra and not having a close family situation you know a lot of dysfunction there um, and all of these things added up to just me feeling like I could never land and like I was never safe and I would wake up in anxiety every morning and I started to do yoga and I started to learn more about the chakras and I was I was resistant AJ I was like oh my god I don't want to learn this stuff seriously when I first got to chakras I just thought it was a bunch of hooey and I was like <laughs> oh this is so intellectual this is so boring They were all like these individual things you had to learn about. And there was like no understanding of it as a whole. And so what I did was, is I finally began to do the studies because they made me <laughs> and to be a teacher, mm-hmm. you know, trainer and a teacher. And I've now been teaching since 2000. So it's been quite a while. But to be a teacher, I had to learn about chakras. And as I learned more, I realized, oh my goodness, I have all the signs of a root situation, a root problem. So I started to work on my root more in my yoga practice and I would feel better But then the moment I went to sleep and woke up in the morning, at night, all my subconscious patterns would return. So I'd still wake up anxious again. So I I started to crave a more permanent or a more complete solution. And I saw the movie, What the Bleep Do We Know? Have you seen that?
0: I haven't seen that yet, but uh, I've heard a lot about it. And the previous guest of ours also reminded us to watch that movie so I'm going to watch that movie pretty soon
1: okay you know how it is when the universe keeps poking you and says here it is so everyone listening Mm. if this is the second or third time you've heard about what the bleep do we know you should go watch it and it's even on the internet I believe so I saw this movie because a friend told me to see it and in it they show Masura Emoto's work Dr. Emoto took words and put them on water uh, Japanese Mm. symbols actually and it then changed the molecular structure, structure of that water and so he would take pictures. And when he put love on the water bottles, he would get beautiful snowflake patterns, sacred geometry. And when he put hate or uh, I want to hurt you or I want to kill you, things, negative things, he would get, get chaotic patterns. And the same thing would happen when he did beautiful orchestrated music or he did chaotic music, you know. And what I got from this was, oh, I had like this revelation, like if this is true, then I can put mm-hmm. a root tattoo on my root chakra, the lowest it can go on my tailbone, and everything will begin to shift for me on a permanent basis, like when I wake up in the morning. And that's exactly what I did, and I I know we have a short interview, so I won't go into all the details. There's a wonderful story about how I came to Sedona, and I had a, a guy named Shiva, which means God, put a Shakti mm-hmm. tattoo on me, which is the feminine side of God. I had the lowest downward Tattoo is the feminine. And so it was here with Shiva giving Shakti. Shiva and Shakti in yoga is God, you know, the masculine, and feminine of God. So Shiva was putting a Shakti tattoo on me. And the moment, he, the mm. moment that he put the uh, stencil on my body, on my, not even yeah. the tattoo, just the stencil, he had me stand up and he put it. And I'm glad I was standing when he did this. I had to be right because it just, what happens is if you lay down, it, it wrinkles and it's wrong. So you have to stand. So I stood. Here I am standing, and he puts the thing on my lowest part of my tailbone, and energy just rushed down both legs, whoosh, and then I immediately spontaneously bawled like it wasn't emotional there wasn't thoughts it just just gush of release of energy of crying of tears out of my eyes and i was like oh my god like that thing you say when you're in reverence you know and i'm telling you that was the biggest turn of, turning point i've had a couple since then but that was the biggest turning point of my whole life like after i got that tattoo and then went back to la and it was a couple of weeks later that i just i was wanting this experience for everybody and I knew there was a lot of people that just would not. I would talk to them about a tattoo and their eyes would glaze over because they would be like, or they'd get really resistant, like, no way am I doing a tattoo. So I, I opened my mind and all of a sudden spirit just said, make temporary tattoos. And I remember those playful ones we made, we had when we were kids. And so from then on I, I developed i went and found the best designs for chakras and my son who was 14 at the time and is an artist he helped me design them and we just we put all of our love into it and that's what is chakra boosters healing tattoos today one uh, tattoo for each of your seven bodily chakras to help shift the energy there
0: mm-hmm. so you mentioned that you had family challenges and as an adult you achieved many things but the foundations were a challenge and those challenges manifested in so many areas around you. Uh, but you did decide to take action. You were a skeptic at first, especially about the chakras because to be honest, it's a word from a different language, Sanskrit, and it seemed very esoteric and uh, it didn't seem very logical. But you did yoga, you took action, you learned the wisdom and then you applied it. You applied it onto your root as well. And to be honest, in my case, the beauty of yoga is that it is a union, right? It's a union of mind mind, body, and spirit. And listeners, sometimes when you find it difficult to move into a mind space, you find it difficult to believe something, you find it difficult to understand something, yoga does this for you. Because when you move physically into the different poses and the different asanas, automatically, you get into that space mentally as well, because it's a union of mind, body and spirit. And Vicky, when you had that tattoo placed on your lower back, you felt the surge of energy, you felt that experience and you wanted that genuine experience uh, to be in people around you as well. And that takes us back to the quote that you shared at the very beginning. And the rest, as they say, is history. So thanks a lot for sharing that wonderful story with us. And there are numerous chakra healers around the globe, but I've noticed that you have a very different approach to the energy centers known as chakras. And you talk about what is known as chakra embodiment. So how does your approach differ and why?
1: Well, um, the, you got to look at these big macro movements to know what's going on right now. We are in such an amazing, amazing period right now. A lot of people were talking about the Mayan calendar that ended in 2012. And really what the Mayan calendar was, was the end of a cycle. Of course, it was not the end of, of life, but it was the end of life as we knew it, right? Because it was the finishing of a 5,000 year cycle. Or if you want to look even bigger, it was a 25,000 year cycle. But let's just look at 5,000 years we've had a very masculine patriarchal intellectual externally oriented approach to most things during this time period as a Western culture. And of course, you can see uh, variations in that anywhere. So I'm generalizing so that people can get the idea. But what it was uh, is that in the chakras, there was a lot of gravity on this earth, quite literally. Okay, there was a lot of downward energy where we were in the galaxy and the solar system. And we've actually moved. And this is why we feel the lightning. Everyone can feel it. Everyone I talk to can feel how much this planet is lightening. That's why we have digital technology. That's why we have so many things now where we connect together, but we don't need physical connection to do that it's through the air it's through energy and that's why so many of us are becoming more empathic and we're feeling our connection to other people and we're having their thoughts and my poor partner I'm always finishing like senses because he'll get stuck and he'll ask me to actually and I'll know the word that he's you know I'll know what he's trying to finish and I'll say it because I just rest in that really empathic space and um which can be intimidating for certain people, but I think in general he likes it. But the time period we're coming into is one A.J. of embodiment. So imagine, if you will, you have these 5,000 years. All of life is just inhaling and exhaling. Um, in this apparently dual 3D reality where we have a body and we and we age and we live and we're grateful for all these sensual experiences that we have. There is an up and a down, an in and an out, a black and a white. There's duality. And that apparent duality creates unity, meaning that if we can embrace all of it, then we know all of it is God. Okay. But in that duality, in the actual experience of it, there's much joy, like when you have hot cocoa on a cold, cold winter snowy day, right? Or you suddenly you get a, a, a war a rain after a warm, warm spell for 10 days. These are the contrasts that we absolutely love. And that is what we're starting to understand now because before we had just the earth, gravity, and so we were always trying to go up. The goal was always go up. That's why you hear about ascension all the time. Ascension, enlightenment, right? Everything is about what's better, um, your crown chakra or your root chakra. Everybody, whether they want to admit it or not, thinks the crown chakra is better because we've been taught for 5,000 years to go up. Now, here's the amazing thing. We actually have turned the corner now. We've turned the bend. And we are now needing, we've inhaled as far as we can inhale. And it was a 5,000 year turn with the Mayan calendar. So in 2012, we began a necessity for descent. And the more spiritual and energetically up you are, the more this is true. So we actually have started in the last even 50 years or let's say 30 years to birth a lot of kids who are upper chakra oriented that we have the indigo children we have autism we have these mind geniuses and also mind issues in the kids where they almost can't be grounded in their bodies so what we need to do now in the nutshell is we need to actually many of us come down get more grounded get on the planet.
0: So you say that we are living in a really amazing period right now mm-hmm. and what's amazing is that the Mayan calendar you know had come to the end of its cycle and a lot of people took it at, as the end of the world they expected <laughs> tsunamis or some sort of a destruction but it's just the end of the cycle which is really exciting mm-hmm. because as you mentioned that a lot of us experiencing things around us that are lightening mm-hmm. digital technology companies are valued at billions out of thin air like they don't really have any physical property no real estate everything is online in the cloud Empaths are being born, like you mentioned, and indigo children with powerful gifts are also being born. But what really resonated from what you said was the importance of duality. And there is joy in duality because we appreciate the good and what we're going through. If you're having success or good relationships, we appreciate that only when we have had challenges in the past. So, Vicky, I know that you also have developed the chakra life cycle system what what is the system exactly
1: well the system itself was actually downloaded to me when i was in my crown crown chakra when i was in my highest chakra at 49 years old we hit the highest single most spiritual period we'll ever be in for that year until we hit 99 right should we be healthy and happy enough to hit 99 and at 49 i downloaded this system. And it's just elegant and amazing. And it's basically the architecture of our spiritual development. So we develop every seven years we develop a chakra it's like imagine you're standing and there's like a DNA swirl I actually believe that the DNA strand may be a microcosm of the way our chakras work because they actually move in a 3D swirl Mm -hmm. right so I just believe the DNA just as we're learning now that we can change our chakras we don't have to they don't stay the same all the time and we don't have to stay in old patterns our DNA we're now learning that even that changes we're learning that we are changeable mutable at every single level which is really, really excited exciting for being creators of our own lives, right? So uh, imagine that you're standing and for the first seven years, there's this this energy that's moving around you and it's developing your feet, your knees, your, your lower body, and it's developing you with your tribe, your stability, your family, your security, like how you feel around money and basic basic things in life and then it gets up to your hips and you start at about 8 years old you start becoming hormonal and you realize there's another gender and you start to make best friends and you have these one on one relationships now you're in your 2 chakra which is one on one which equals 2 and you're moving into your your uh, sexuality and hormones are going crazy and all that moves up for 7 more years until 14 and then all of a sudden you move into your fire and your solar plexus so the energy keeps winding up and now you've got to be independent you have to tell your parents to to get off your back and not not listen to them because you have to build what you believe. You have to push their beliefs away. So from 15 to 21, you're building your own beliefs, you're building your own leadership, you're building your own fire. And then at 22, you just kind of take a deep breath and you hit the middle chakra, the fourth, and you're like, ah. (laughs) And you you move into your heart and you start to really think about, you know, just love in your life and you start to mellow out a little from that third chakra fire of you're wrong, I'm right. You know, and you start saying, oh, I see your point of view and you live and you may fall in love in those years I see many people marry unfortunately and then divorce (laughs) seven years later (laughs) so it's not the best time to marry marry guys 22 23 24 not good if you're still with that person at 25 you can consider it okay (laughs) and then and then you move up and you move up and you get up to the end of that and then at 29 you hit your fifth chakra and so you move into your purpose into your voice into your you know this higher like now I'm in my upper chakras I want to serve the world you know and then that goes on for uh where you're finding your truth and your voice and your purpose until you hit 36. And then at 36, you go into your sixth chakra and you go inward and you're like, what is it all about? And <laughs> I'm uh, much more, I care much more about what's going inside of me, what's going on. And then and then you develop your intuition and your listening of yourself and, and that juicy inwardness. And then at 43, you go up to your last cycle, your seventh, which is this whole connection to the biggest picture, to spirit, to bliss, to the... The Divine things lighten up, you don 't care so much what people think you're like it's all good, we're all connected, and you really, if anything in your life is 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 taking you away from this, you go back into it right and so there's this whole traveling up, 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 and then you get it all the way up to the top seven seven at forty nine years old, and it's like you're at the viewpoint and you're like, "Whoa, this is cool, and then guess what happens mm-hmm. <laughs> I guess you've got nowhere else to go, right. So Mm. boom, we get to start over again. And I love this because – at fifty, we do a transition, just as if when we first born, when we first born, we're transitioning from spirit to to physical. Well, you're do- you're yep. doing it again because at fifty, you're. Tra- and so, if you look at some great teachers like Neil Donald Walsh is one, for example, and I I am writing a book where I talk about Gay Hendrix as well. I talk about Sonia Choquette, but Neil Donald Walsh is a great example because he was homeless at fifty. And many, many people I know, my father went through almost, my stepfather went through almost a nervous breakdown at this time. And he actually went back to his native home back east. And it was because of a breakup in a relationship. And he handled it so beautifully. I'm so proud of him because he did innately, he did exactly what one should do, which is he went to his home environment. Because when we go to 50, we're going back to root. So he went back to his brother and his sister where they live in the East Coast and he got his nourishment there. And after a year, when he came to 51, he came back because at 1-1, we start over again and we literally start going up again. But now we sort of know what to expect. And now we can repattern anything we want that happened in those early years if we're aware of it. Isn't that cool?
0: This is amazing. <laughs> this is amazing. Yeah. And uh, you mentioned that the chakra life cycle system is really the architecture of our spiritual development. Mm -hmm. And uh, since you observed in your research on the DNAs, the DNAs, Mm -hmm. as you mentioned, is sort of like a microcosm of what's happening in our chakras. And, Spoken to a couple of other featured guests as well in the past. And a lot of them have mentioned that our DNA and genetics can actually change Mm -hmm. with our thoughts and beliefs. And you just sort of uh, uh, said that as well. And what really resonated with me was that each cycle, each cycle, listeners, comprises of seven years. At the end of the fourth chakra, you move into your heart. You know, move away from whether you're right or you're wrong. At 29, you move into your fifth chakra where all you want to do is serve the world. You want to find the truth. You want to help people around you. And uh, I'm at that stage and we're going (laughs) to get a little bit more into it as well. But at 36, you go inward. You care more about what's going on inside you, your wisdom, your intuition. And towards 49, you keep going up. But at 49, you get to start this process all over again you get it Mm -hmm. you know you get in touch with your roots your family your inner child and this process is beautiful now i noticed uh, we hear a lot of people talking about this situation where they touch 50 Mm -hmm. and then either they know exactly intuitively what you know what they have to do or sometimes they're confused because just like a child fresh and newborn into this world a lot of potential but they just don't know ...how this works. So I'm glad that you actually broke this down into this system so that people can make sense logically what's happening and then take action.
1: Mm-hmm. And, and I, I just want to point out, there's actually single year cycles. So within the seven year, you then have a minor chakra. So like you'll be in a one, one cycle, then you'll be in a one, two cycle, then a one, three. So you're emphasizing your root, root, then you're emphasizing your root and your sacral. then you're emphasizing your root and your core. And, uh, but the main cycle is the one you're talking about. For seven years, we're in a main cycle. And the only other thing I want to point out is that we are like trees adding rings. So it doesn't delete the previous cycle. So you're this big cedar tree Mm -hmm. with deep roots and your roots keep growing deeper and you keep growing taller and you just keep adding rings. And so nothing, it's a change in emphasis, like the way you might turn toward the sun, right? So the sun might change its position in the sky, but you don't get rid of it. You never pull your roots out of the soil. You're still in the root chakra, but now you are up in, say, your throat chakra or your brow and so you add on all the time hopefully in the best case scenario
0: (laughs) (laughs) so i'm curious do you also do these readings for people
1: uh yeah i absolutely do readings for chakra life cycle just to let people know where they are in this process because you know the bit one of the biggest things aj is that we pulsate between masculine and feminine like for instance if you take a breath in right now and Mm. then you let it out Okay. Now when you've let it out, if I tell you to keep letting it out, it's, it's, it's not Mm -hmm. natural, right? It's like, uh, I can't let it out. Or if you hold it in and I say, okay, take in more, take in more. (laughs) Take in more. Mm. And you're like, no, I have to exhale. So what people don't understand in life is it's the same exact thing is always happening. Just as you are inhaling and exhaling, you are working with an external world and an internal world, okay? Like you're going after Mm. things and you're also going inward. You're going out and you're going in. And so there's a time, there's a season for everything, And there's a time that is best to be really focusing your efforts outward. And there's a time when it's a little more natural to be focusing inward. And so our first lesson is to tune in. And then our second Mm -hmm. one is to accept what is, to really accept where we're at. And if you do that, I bet you're going to find that you go naturally with these cycles. But because we have so much outside stimuli and we're told so much what's right and wrong and we sort of lose touch with our own innate understanding of even our own breath after a while, Mm -hmm. we need to be reminded that an inhale follows an exhale follows an inhale follows an exhale. So we go to like a yoga class and I've been a yogi Mm -hmm. for a long time and I'm yet to have a class where after 22 years of yoga, where I can honestly say I've gone into a class and I've never once lost my focus on my breath. Never once, like done an hour and a half class and I focused inhale, exhale every single breath.
0: So, from all the yoga classes that I've attended, one of the most important pieces of wisdom that I received was that even if you don't learn how to do the yoga poses, if you had to just learn just one thing, that would be how to breathe, how to be mindful of your breathing. And actually, there are huge research, there's a lot of research that's conducted and people who have dedicated, spent their lives learning breath work and learning how different types of breathing can benefit different areas of your life. And, you know, totally rejuvenate you, totally refresh you, because to be honest, listeners, if somebody asks you to stop breathing today, <laughs> right. you know, you're not going to live, right? But at the same time, I think we underestimate the power of breathing and the power of breathing correctly.
1: Yes, uh, breath is your primary teacher and it's your primary partner. Your first relationship Mm -hmm. is always going to be with breath and all your other relationships and even what you have in life is a relationship, like you have a relationship with money, you have a relationship with your career, everything's relationship and so how you breathe is then going to affect every area of your life. An interesting thing is for people to check to see if you're better at inhaling or exhaling because there's a lot to be said about that and if you can inhale more, you're able to take things in. You're usually more lower chakras. You're usually better at manifesting and having physical things. And if you're better at mm. the exhale and letting go, you're more what I call an upper chakra person. You're better at forgiveness. You're better at spiritual things, but you need to learn how to take things in. Whereas the people in the lower chakras who are good at taking things in and at inhaling, they need to learn how to exhale and let go. So you sort of have to find yourself. It's it's a process of in yoga, you know, we call svadhyaya, which is looking and just accepting what is but at the same time being honest about where am i where are my my imbalances so i can move toward more balance because when you balance you're in your heart with chakras and when you're in your heart you're in what's called satya you're in love you're in you're in your best place you're in your center
0: mm-hmm. now vicky let me reveal to you something uh beyond the age of 25 i sort of forget how old I am, but, uh, you know, I think I'm around 28 right now, so it's sort of intriguing, as you mentioned, this particular age, is there a way that you could do a chakra life cycle system reading for me, and through this process, maybe our listeners can take away something, and, you know, implement it in their lives as well?
1: Sure, okay, let's do it, give me your birthday.
0: Yeah, so my birthday is June 8th.
1: Okay, so we have six, we're going to use, everybody write this down if you're listening, six and eight. Mm Mm-hmm. Year, please.
0: Year is nineteen eighty-seven.
1: Nineteen eighty. So we're going to do the math for AJ here. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) So what I'm getting, and any correct me, AJ, because nobody else can do it right now. We're the only two on the line at the moment, and nobody's coming in. So you have to help me make sure I do this right. I've got that eight and six, and eight is fourteen, and one nine eight seven is twenty-five. So when I add fourteen and twenty-five together, I get thirty-nine and then when I, so I'm going to add every one of the numbers together, and when I add the three and the nine together, I get 12. This is numerology. You keep adding until you get a single digit, so then when I take the 12 and I add one and two, I get three. Now, if you were to add that many different ways, no matter how you add it, no matter how you decide to sort of siphon it down, it still will come back to three, okay? Which, by yeah. the way, is my my destiny, and so what I was doing here, AJ, was I was figuring out first your destiny number, so this is not my system. This is Numerology. So any of you at home that want mm-hmm. to know your numerological number, your destiny, this is your destiny number. It will never change. And it's a really great number to embrace in your life. And you may find that once you do this, this is your lucky number and it always has been. So, um, or you love seeing it double like 33 or something. So take your mm-hmm. birthday, write it down, make sure to include the year in its full amount. Like don't write 87, write 1987. Then mm-hmm. add them all together. Six plus eight plus one plus nine plus eight plus seven in AJ's case. And what we get if we do that is we get 39. Then we have to add the 3 and the 9 together, and we get 12. Then we have to add the 1 and the 2 together, and we get 3. And that is how numerology, the mathematical sort of system that's laid on our lives, gets our destiny number. And then what a lot of people don't know, even people who are doing numerology already, is that there's a direct correlation between numerology and chakras. And you say, but wait, there's nine single digit numbers, and there's only seven chakras. Well, I will have to get into that one in deeper detail. But basically, it just cycles back around. So one, uh, eight and nine are just higher versions of one and two again. And this has proved unbelievably mm-hmm. true yeah. with my clients. Okay. So you are a three, which means that you have, um, you're a teacher by nature in your destiny. Your destiny is one of passion and really living life to its fullest and being an artist in the largest sense of the word. I don't mean like painting or anything. I mean like with your life, like you are a co-creator, mm-hmm. you're a creator, Threes are creators. They're also motivators. They get other people to do things. I'm a big motivator. They, they live a lot from their fire, from their solar plexus. So confidence is usually natural. And if it's not, it's very important that it's developed. Now let's look at the year. So with 87, I get that you turned, um, your last birthday, you turned 28. So you actually mm-hmm. are in one of the key chakra life cycle turning points. So I love that. Perfect. <laughs> mm. <laughs> you are at the top of... Of your heart chakras you've just finished this whole period of which is really beautiful it's so nice to be in the heart chakra Um, it's a period of connection with others it's a period of service it's a period of healing and I believe you've been doing that so that's really good and But what's coming for you next is even more exciting. If you weren't so on path, you feel on path to me very much so, uh, it can be daunting. Uh, many call it the return of Saturn at 29 and a half. But in the chakra life cycle system, which completely uh, dovetails with every other system I've ever checked it against, uh, you go into your fifth chakra, your throat chakra. Now, anyone listening? at 29 when you go into your fifth chakra and your Saturn return it's all about going into you kind of get a little more serious okay <laughs> cuz the heart the heart is an inward Chakra, right? When we were talking about that exhale, inhale, exhale, the heart is a little inward. So while you're a man and you're still going to keep doing your outward things like the show, you're a little lighter about it. So what I'm going to say, and you can tell me if this is true or not, that you're feeling a deeper calling right now, or especially coming up, it's going to hit you really hard in about three months is to really hit the round, ground running now on your career, particularly around your voice. And your purpose mm-hmm. in serving others, how you can use your voice to help others. Because fifth chakra is voice and mm-hmm. it's also about really getting out there. It's kind of being a leader in in that arena. And five one is about voice and business voice and money. So you're going to, you need to uh, also, you'll be drawn to monetize in more ways, which is really good because that will stabilize what you're doing and allow you to serve more people. And you'll be drawn to um, begin new things with your voice because one is always about beginning and you're in, you'll be in your five, one cycle and to enjoy it. And I also want to tell you, there's two teachers I know of Richard Gordon, who does quantum healing and Debbie Ford, who has passed now, but she did uh, shadow work. Uh, both of them very, well known. Both of them had revelations in the end of their 28th year uh, of their purpose of going into yeah, both of them. I, I, I It's just amazing how much I just keep reading and hearing the stories about people and how these cycles are, they're just so natural and true for us. So how does that resonate for you?
0: Well, I think it resonates a lot. You mentioned that I'm getting into my fifth chakra, which is the throat mm-hmm. chakra, right? And one of the reasons why I started A show which is a podcast is because I'm going to use a mic use mainly just my voice Mm -hmm. to express what i'm thinking in my mind to have these wonderful conversations with people around the world and more importantly so that people no matter where they are uh, in their cars or along the beach or at home they can listen to my voice and my story and you mentioned that uh, also beginning of new things with my voice and actually i was thinking of getting into webinars as well so that people can not only listen to my voice but they can see the video as well so that's really really intriguing, really exciting. And uh, yeah, thanks a lot for sharing that, Wiki. I know one thing for sure is that this show has seen such growth only because of the action takers who are determined, daring, and different and not afraid to take action. I say that it's not me, but it's the universe who is working through me in order to see these changes. That's one of the reasons why I named this show My 7 Chakras, so that each morning when you wake up and look in the mirror, you feel proud of saying My 7 Chakras. It's your personal story that you are living because you are in control of what happens to you and because you know how to balance your energy centers. And that was the objective. Uh, Now, there are seven major chakras Mm. or energy centers within our body. But Vicky, you speak about three chakra types. Can you share them with us and help our listeners determine which type they are?
1: Oh boy, um, this is I'm I'm not sure how quickly I can do this because we we I know we're <laughs> limited here. You know, you and I could go on about chakras for hours, but in a in a yeah. nutshell, let's just say it this way: in that midline energy that we talked about, going up to the sky and down to the earth, you have the densest, yeah. lowest three chakras: one, two, three. Um, From the uh, tailbone, the hips, and the solar plexus, and then you have the heart in the middle, and then you have the throat, the third eye at the brow, and the seventh. So you have three on top, three on the bottom, and the heart in the middle. And so I find people sort of either feel more comfortable in one zone or the other. So they feel more comfortable in the physical world, and then uh, they're in what's called they're a lower chakra dominant type. And these people are the ones that usually are move more slowly. They tend toward depression. They Might have more money but not so much freedom. They're caught up sort of in family dynamics sometimes. They they feel stuck. These people might feel stuck and they may trust a little bit slowly and they may talk a little less. And they also may be a little bit heavier by nature because there's that density. They're closer to the earth. I actually am really wiry and up, so I love that body type. I like gravitate toward those kind of people. I'm like, give me Mm -hmm. a hug (laughs) and I like (laughs) need more of that kind of energy. And then there's the upper chakras, which I am a classical recovering upper chakra, so I work a lot on grounding and First chakra. And even as I do, I continue to sound to many people like I'm a wind-up doll because I have so much upward energy, you know. Um, but it is <laughs> who I am. And I, of course, reside a lot in my fire chakra because I have all that that third chakra energy. But the upper people do the opposite of the lower. So if you're an upper, you're going to sound the opposite to what I just said. You're probably going to move quickly. You're going to tend toward anxiety and almost never have depression. You're going to have a lot of freedom but have money issues <laughs> usually. You're going to love experience mm. over physical things like, You're not that big on physical things other than a few things you might cherish. You trust super easily. You're the type of person that says, wow, I trust too much. You decide things really quickly and intuitively, and you're usually lighter, taller, and you don't gain much energy. I mean, much weight. I'm sorry. You do have lots of energy. And you fear commitment. That's what I find is the uppers are usually very Mm -hmm. commitment phobic. The lowers are very good about making commitments. Very good. They're very loyal. They'll be the same place. You walk away for a year. You come back. They're in the same place. Place. still there still mm. dependable now here's the big one I'm seeing a lot these days the split the split is if you've ever been called bipolar or called yourself bipolar you could be split especially if you were just joking because the split bounces the split is lacking usually third chakra and so you don't have the bridge between upper and lower chakras so you tend to not move like you get like oh no what should I do you know or you bounce back and forth where you may actually feel depression and then anxiety and then sad and then happy and then sad and happy you tend tend to get money and lose it. You have money, you don't have it. You have it, you don't have it. You um, talk only when you feel accepted. So where the uppers talk a lot and the lowers talk less, you talk, but only where you feel like you're accepted and stuff. You usually have a middle body type and you have a tendency to love to stay undecided and confused because you just, it, you don't want to go in and have to go into that third chakra and take action. So, mm-hmm. um, obviously for each one of those, for the uppers, it's, you really need to do the grounding activities, right? For the lowers, you need to emphasize spirit and do more praying, connecting to your light teams, doing more meditation. And for the splits, you need to do core work. You actually need to do core work and confidence work and emphasize the bridging of body and spirit. Let me give you a really quick example. Anyone who's listening who knows of Pooh Bear, right? The characters really simply in Pooh Bear, Tigger is upper. So if you're a lot like Tigger, you're more of an upper. (laughs) (laughs) The lowers are more Eeyore. Right? Lovable, but oh boy. And then Piglet is more the split, like a little afraid, like I don't know what to do, like I should be here. Really (laughs) loving, you know? And then Pooh Pooh's in the heart. Pooh's in the heart. And if you really look at it, Pooh is pretty balanced. Like when he needs to do something, he does something. He can get excited, but he's also, you know, calm like Eeyore. So Pooh's more chakra balanced, you know?
0: (laughs) Well, thanks a lot for sharing. It's such a wonderful Analogy and a good way to explain the chakra types to kids. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So, in case you're at home and you're a mom or a dad, you know, take a couple of minutes and make an effort to explain to your kids so that when they grow up, they've you know, got all of these foundations in and they can, you know, focus on things that are a little bit more complex, a little more advanced. Now, Vicky, you know that I love chakra healing guided meditations. Before we end the show, could you guide us through a quick chakra embodiment meditation?
1: I will do that. And what I'll do is let you know, guys, this is not one to take you out of your body. It's one to take you into your body because All of God, all of the universe is within you. In your seven chakras is everything there could ever be. All the stars you see in the sky are no more vast than this inner world. And the key is by doing this really quick, quick meditation, you'll do it every day. And that's the important thing.
0: So action takers, you don't want to miss this super experience. So stay tuned to be guided into a wonderful state of bliss coming up before we end today's show. Now moving on, The crux of healing and balancing our chakras or energy centers is to establish a balance in our lives and achieve peak health mentally, physically and spiritually. But getting there might take some time. So in order to take that first step, Vicky, what is that one health tip that you can share with our audience that they can try immediately?
1: Well, they can do the chakra balancing or boosting meditation. I call it either one, and it's something I'm actually going to provide for your audience on your own page. So, wow. And the other thing is the really, really simple things are drink lots of really good structured water, filtered and structured water, because we're we're majority water. And I personally, my life really changed. If you're especially over forty, a green drink to begin every day, a natural, really good drink that has greens in it, and will make make your body alkaline.
0: Wonderful. Thanks a lot for sharing that tip. It's not that I'm so smart. It's just (laughs) that I stay with problems longer, which is a powerful thought shared once upon a time (laughs) by Albert Einstein. And it says something really profound about the power of persistence and patience. And with that, we have entered the challenge round during this round. Our featured guests take us back to a time when they experienced a major challenge. So, Vicky, have you ever experienced a major challenge or barrier? Tell us what was your initial reaction to that situation and what did you do to overcome it?
1: Well, after I uh, got my chakra tattoo and I had my idea about creating the company, I had this, I had to create an entire company, a product, everything, and I had no idea how to do it. And at the same time, I had to leave my current relationship because it just wasn't fitting anymore. So I got out of it and I had a lot of debt, a lot. And so it just basically everything was not good. And what I realized at that moment for me, AJ, was that I could either feel, feel shame or blame, or I could focus on what was, Working, Or I could look at this big dream I had, this big idea to create these tattoos, and I could serve people. But I couldn't do both at the same time. One was behind me and one was in front of me. And I remember literally physically standing in the living room of my little studio apartment, turning, facing the direction and going, I'm going to go forward. And I would just say that to myself every day. I'm going forward. I'm taking action. I'm going forward. I'm taking action. So my my thing that made the difference was just committing like committing to my future rather than allowing myself to sit in 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 blame or shame or anything i was unhappy with at that moment
0: Mm -hmm. so looking back now what is that one major life lesson that you would want our listeners to take away from your story
1: Just that we forget that we are the co-creators with the universe of our life and you need to focus consistently like a muscle. You must build your focus like a muscle on your highest offerings and what you want to do the most, not on the past and not on that which you're not happy with. So focus on where you want to go and what you want to give and it will unfold.
0: Mm-hmm. Well, thanks a lot for sharing this story with us. This just proves the power of changing the way we look at things. And the way that you changed your wordings, whatever you were talking, you said, I'm going forward. I'm taking action. You kept repeating yourself, which acted like a charm, like a mantra. Mm-hmm. And all of a sudden, you know, you automatically pushed yourself and took action. And you also mentioned that focus, listeners, focus mm-hmm. determines action and you said that you had a lot of debt and to that what something that Tony Robbins says comes to my mind he says that you know people take action either because of two reasons one is inspiration or desperation and the second is usually the more strongest reason to take action because if everything is perfect if you if you can pay your bills if you have perfect relationships and if your life is just going perfect you just want more of enjoyment but you don't look at the bigger picture by taking a couple of steps back and i think uh, a challenge really makes you or compels you to do that so thanks a lot for sharing that story with us our next round is just like a fireside conversation during which I'll, we listen to stories about how people found their life's purpose on that very note sachel page emphatically stated once that never let the odds keep you from pursuing what you know in your heart you were meant to do so my question to you vicky is have you found your calling and if yes what is your calling
1: well yes i mean i found my calling around sharing passionately how to live your highest self how to live your, but that's You know, I I try not to make it any too specific thing because I think a lot of people think that finding your calling is like finding a coin on the ground. Oh, there it is, shiny (laughs) coin, here's my calling. No, a better analogy is it's like a bunch of breadcrumbs. It's a path, it's a process. And as you go along, you pick up the breadcrumb and, you know, I wouldn't recommend this in real life, but perhaps we have a very clean ground and you eat them, right? Because (laughs) they nourish you, each breadcrumb, each step along the path, as long as you're serving at the moment will lead you to the next thing so my point is just we have this thing in our culture where we like to fix things quickly or take pills or and and it's really not the way life works work life is a process and this process is the joy of it that's the fun so um, I can't possibly know my life calling because I'm still unraveling it I can only know that that which I'm doing right now is a part of it right does mm-hmm. that make sense and so we got to of this desire that we have to know because once you know something and you nail it down it goes in a coffin it it doesn't have life anymore so you're we are always getting to know ourselves our whole life we are always unfolding all of ourselves our whole life and that's the joy
0: Mm -hmm. i love what you mentioned that as you shared earlier as well that you are a work in progress you're continuously learning continuously growing and something important that a person encounters in life is to finally realize and take notice of the breadcrumbs that the universe has laid down in front of him or her and start speaking up. You know, you don't have to find that one large piece of toast with butter on top of that, but there are small breadcrumbs along the way. And as long as you're picking up breadcrumbs and, you know, taking sight of, you know, things that are in front of you and listening to that inner voice that is telling you to do certain things at certain times. That's when you're on your journey to your calling. And that sounds empowering. And that sounds really inspirational. So my question is, uh, I know that you are on your journey of finding your life's calling, but was there ever a light bulb moment when you realized, wow, this is what I am meant to do?
1: Well, certainly in regard to the chakras. But I don't think what I'm doing is just limited to the chakras. But it did shock me um when I got the tattoo and I had the experience that I had. That for me is right after that happened, I had like I had the revelation of making that to tattoos. And once I had that, I was like, oh, I'm being used as a vessel. And I had a light bulb moment that, ha ha, isn't that funny? I'm going to be diving deeper and deeper into the chakras here. And I'm like the chakra woman now. And I was resistant to chakras because when I got into the masculine paradigm, I didn't relate to the whole idea of they're the seven individual chakras and they have all these different meanings. And it just, it didn't speak to me that I needed to move up because in truth, I needed to move down my chakras into the grounding, right? So it was just sort of ironic that I learned that this was my calling to do these chakras and to actually bring a whole new goddess era viewpoint of the chakras.
0: So Vicky, we have finally arrived at the wisdom round, which is structured just like a rapid fire round. So four questions that require four short but action-powered responses. So are you ready? Okay, (laughs) I think so. (laughs) (laughs) What is the best advice you have ever received?
1: I really like live your life as if nothing is ever happening to you, but everything is happening for you and your personal evolution.
0: Awesome. What is that one personal habit that contributes to your well-being?
1: Chakra boosters, daily chakra meditation, just keeping it and my green drink and my, like I said, water all day, the things I said to do.
0: (laughs) (laughs) And that beautifully transitions into the next question that I wanted to ask you. What is your morning ritual like?
1: Well, being not so much a first chakra person where ritual happens and habit happens, um, I do uh, mix things up. And I especially do so seasonally because I don't want to make sure I'm not just uh, doing things mindlessly. So uh, it's a little bit different. I almost always do the chakra booster daily meditation. I can do it just immediately now inside myself. But like, for instance, this morning, I'll just give you an idea, idea this morning. It's cold here in Sedona, cold. So I got up and I was drawn to take a bath. So I got up and I took a hot bath because it's, it's, you know, I could, I had time this morning. And so then I went to, I have three altars in the house. They're beautiful. And I lit a candle at each altar. One is the earth altar. One is the sky and divine altar. Right, lowest and highest, and then one is the in our bedroom. It's the love and heart altar. Okay, and I love the Earth one. I've got a huge Buddha that we bought here in Sedona, a big, heavy set, laughing Buddha that just makes me smile when I sit in front of him. And um, and then I did the chakra uh, meditation on my own, and then I came in with my partner, and we did something we we're recently doing, which is we did what's called a check in. We are getting certified for Heart IQ, and it's it's just a wonderful process, the Heart IQ process, and it, you check in with yourself and we just you tell the other person kind of what's going on inside of you it's real quick and we did that and that was pretty much you know and then I went and got my green drink because I always do my green drink in the morning so that would be my my first couple hours today I can tell you that
0: (laughs) Mm -hmm. so what is that one book that has made a significant impact on your life
1: this one is really easy. I love books, but out of all 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 the books I've read, the one that hit me and I actually got uh, got it when I was a teen, teenager, is The Nature of Personal Reality by Jane Roberts. It's a Seth book. She was a channel of Seth, and I just think it's like it's like my bible almost of the way life works that we are all co-creators and um, it just talks about the ways that we can be aware of that and take responsibility and just start to create a really joyous life
0: mm-hmm. well thanks for sharing listeners if you're a visual person and want to see the links quotes and other stuff discussed during the show go to wwwmy 7 slash wiki that's v-i-c-k-i and that's where you'll find the show notes, and you can go through it and follow the links in case you want to learn more about what we discussed. Now it's finally time to listen to your wonderful guided chakra embodiment meditation, Wiki. We're ready. Okay. Whenever you are. Great. Okay, so I'm going to do
1: it here, um, but I'm also going to provide it for your audience in uh, with music and everything, and I'm going to provide actually. This meditation plus a heart healing song to bring them into the heart, plus a third chakra activation meditation because activating that center is really important. All of this is going to be at chakraboosters.com. That's C H A K R A. B O O S T E R S dot com forward slash my seven chakras, the number seven. So it's M Y number seven C H A K R A S. So there's just a bunch of gifts, bunch of gifts and even a coupon code if they want to try the chakra boost is healing tattoos. And when they go to my site, they get to see all the great stories of people who have I even had one woman, I have a, a video on there that, that a woman I watched overnight as her solar plexus hernia went down by half. And guys, all I can say is I was there when it happened because sometimes people see those kinds of videos and they're like, really? <laughs> and uh, that's why I put videos up and not just, not, and that's why I put pictures up and not just words. None of my, none of my testimonials are just words because people won't believe them if they don't see people and see that this, we're in this age now where our body can change quite rapidly when we give it the right energy signals directly on it. So that's my invitation to you to go there and get your gifts, chakraboosters.com forward slash my7chakras. And let's do it live. So find yourself in a comfortable seated position. And I actually want you upright for this so that you can feel your chakra channel. We call it, it's the shishumna. And just feel this, vertical line of energy that runs through your spine, down, down, down into the earth. And up, 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 light to the sky. And I want you to actually feel into how it gets heavier as it goes down and lighter as it goes up. And then just watch your breath for a few breaths without changing it, just to get right into your body. Right now, not changing anything, just taking a nice inhale and a nice relaxed exhale. And then again, inhaling and exhaling. And as you get in tune with your breath, your eyes are closed. You're going inward. Imagine that you grow roots from your tailbone all the way down, down, down into the earth and feel that anchoring earth energy that makes you feel comfortable, safe, relaxed, and present. And as you imagine those roots wrapping around the core of the earth, you might even feel an anchoring sensation. And then from that core of the earth, I'd like you to inhale vital earth energy up, up into your heart. Hold it there. And now exhale like a whale spout out the crown up to the sky. And then open your crown like a funnel and inhale, sky inspiration down into your heart. Hold it. And exhale and send it down, down into the earth. Inhale from the core of the earth up into your heart. Exhale up to the sky, freedom and release. Inhale. Take that spirit energy down into the heart. Exhale and feel the density as you press it down into the earth. One more time. Inhale from the earth up into your heart. Exhale, clearing, releasing to the sky. Inhale, inspiration from above into your heart. Exhale, manifest that energy down into the earth. And now you can allow that energy to move. You can invite your subconscious, your unconscious now, to just move this energy throughout the day, up and down your spine. Anytime you need balancing, clearing and grounding, freeing you and making you feel more comfortable and safe. And if you want, you can take your hands and just place them on the center, on the heart, for just a moment. And then gently open your eyes and come back. You're ready for your day, feeling both energized and relaxed.
0: So Vicky, thanks a lot for that meditation. It was phenomenal having you on my seven chakras today
1: yeah this has been a good time this has been fun
0: (laughs) so listeners in case you want to download the tracks once again the link is chakraboosters.com slash my seven chakras the seven is a digit and that's when you could go and download your stuff thank you so much for being so incredibly kind wiki before you go tell us one thing that you're really grateful for tell us the best way we can find you and then we'll say goodbye
1: Oh gosh, saying one thing you're grateful for, <laughs> I can't. I just can't. Okay, but it's of course my health. I live here in Sedona. It's so beautiful. But most of all, my my son, my beautiful partner, and my good friend Meg. I'm just I have so much love uh, for them, and to be able to share, to be able to share the stuff that I'm doing. Oh, I'm so grateful for that. And then you can reach me at, of course, Chakra Booster. C H A K R A. D-O-O-S-T-E-R-S dot com.
0: Okay, awesome. So Wiki, thank you so much for coming on our show, enlightening us about the chakra system and taking us one more step closer a human revolution
1: mm-hmm. we're in it right now AJ and thank you so much for being a part of it and for having a show that has seven chakras in it I love that good for you <laughs> bravo <laughs> thank you
0: you're listening to My Seven Chakras go to my s-e-v-e-n chakras.com. download
1: your free gift get inspired and take action Transform your life today.